Hi and welcome to The Crime Pod. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Sam. So this week we're going all the way up north, we're going to Aberdeen and I'm going to be telling you the strange case of Stuart and Nawal Nickel. Have you ever heard of Stuart and Nawal Nickel? Of course I haven't. Don't be daft. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect it. If you were going to turn around and be like, yeah, I was going to be stunned. Because yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even really heard of this before. This is another kind of low-key one. It's a bit shorter than cases I've covered before, but I think it's quite a debatable case. I think. Quite a good debate, I think we'll have, Samantha. But let's begin. So Nawal was daughter to a Qatari diplomat. So is from money basically and Nawal was married to Stuart Nicholl a salesman two years her junior. Now he was a local boy born and raised in Ellen so Ellen is north of Aberdeen and it's got a population of roughly 9,000 people. It's a bit of a commuter town due to the good old oil boom up in Aberdeen and it's known as one of the safest places to live in the UK. There's hardly any crimes, honestly, google it. There is hardly anything that goes on and is one of the safest places in the UK. It's Probably because, as I said, it's a commuter town. People are in and out, just doing the royal stuff and going away. So, yeah. Um, so they actually met on a bus on the Saturday night. So they go out on a Saturday night and they meet on a bus and got engaged by the Monday. Now, they were married with six months and were just that typical couple that were like head over heels in love, um, which is really, really nice. But engaged in two days, fair enough. Um, in 1991, they had a son, Damien, um, which always reminds me of the omen, that name. I don't know about you, Samantha, but it always freaks me out when it's someone more of the ch- vampire diaries for me. <laughs> Sorry. I'm that right. Guy. Yeah, you're that yeah. person. Whereas every time I see Damien, I'm like, devil child. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, they're a totally loved up, blissful couple. Now, in June 1994, four of them went to a nightclub. So this includes the Nichols, so Nawal and Stuart, and their two friends, Muir Midler and Jason Simpson. So these are both males. And two doormen, that's what they did. And their childhood friends are Stuart. As we said, Stuart has grown up in this area, so he's still there with his friends. And they are doormen, kind of working local nightclubs in Ellen, just kind of bouncing on the doors. So, again, I'm just going to mention, like, friends said, like, when they were out on their nights out, they were that, like, sickeningly loved up couple do you know that couple that are just like worship the ground that each other walk on and they're just like so like in love that you're like okay that was them so after the club they went back to the Nichols house and just had like a drink and then Muir and Jason left and everyone went to bed it wasn't like a wild night it was just quite a simple night Damien is in the house so I'm assuming he had a babysitter and he is three years old at this time so they've all gone to bed and half an hour later there's a knock on the Nichols front door so Stuart goes to answer it as the old Damien and Nawal basically sleep through this. Now, he's obviously a bit confused, like it's early hours in the morning, who is at the door, like no one's expected to be there. He answers the door and is basically attacked on his doorstep. He is stabbed four times and is left to die on the doorstep. Stuart's body was discovered as it caused a bit of a disturbance, as you can imagine, someone being stabbed in the middle of the night at their doorstep, and the police arrived. Now, they go and search the local woodland where they find the weapon and they found the blood-soaked clothes. So people, whoever it was that killed him, had left their blood-soaked soaked clothes in the woods as well. 
Now these clothes are linked to Muir and Jason, his two friends, Muir Midler and Jason Simpson, and they are arrested. It came out that Jason stabbed him first and three blows were actually unfatal, but Jason stabbed him a fourth time in his heart and that was the fatal stab wound. Now, in September that year, so this is a quick turnaround, September 1994, they actually go to trial and are found guilty and Muir Midler and Jason Simpson are sentenced to life in prison. How, like, I honestly, again, just want to reflect on how quick that is. That is June to September. That is so quick. There's cases that we do that the trial goes on for about five bloody years, but obviously up here, again, there's not much crimes. Boom, done. That's them in jail for life. However... In 1995, more details start coming out from Muir and Jason. They both claim that Nawal was the mastermind of this murder. So it was claimed she had affairs with both men and asked them to murder her, murder her husband. Now, Jason said she would create plans and talk about plans on how to kill Stuart like all the time. She would just basically like fantasize on how she could kill Stuart. She like spoke about really like weird ways of doing it and basically like that's what she wanted to talk about all the time. She would just love to plan how she could kill Stuart. Now, both men claimed Nawal offered them £25,000 out of the life insurance to kill Stuart. Now, they are doormen, so fair enough. They're probably not on a high wage. But I just kind of want to, like, chat about something quickly. Like, did they... I take it they never thought they were going to go to prison. Like, did they never think, actually... If we get done for this murder, we're going to go to jail and we're not going to get the £25,000. Like, that's what I just kind of want to reflect on there. Like, that's all fair and well, being like, I'll give you money to kill my husband. But you're basically committing a crime and you actually then really stupidly got caught for it. So that's where I'm Very quickly, that. my time yeah. yeah, you just dumped the clothes Very in silly. a woodland. So, yeah, exactly. It's like, if yeah, you're going to Think kill, smart, people. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right, Samantha. You tell them how to murder people. Um, yeah. I'd, nev- I'd never do it. I don't have the balls. <laughs> don't worry. I know you're very much the friend that I would phone if I had murdered someone, not if I wanted to murder someone. Yeah, but then I'd still chicken out and I'd be like, oh, I can't do it. <laughs> anyway, we're not murdering anyone, by the way, just a disclaimer. Um, But... Yeah, they just dumped the clothes as well, which I'm like, right, okay, if Nawal had done this big plan with you, she surely could have, like, hid your clothes or she could have... Do you know what I'm like? There there could have been an easier, like... Uh, yeah, just maybe me. I just think if that was all a big plan for money and Nawal was in on it with you, why would there not be more kind of plans and prep towards this? But maybe that's just me. So... Um, the Stuart, however, sorry, Stuart had told a close friend prior to his death that Nawal seemed to be up to something, so he did have a weird feeling. However, again, here's me debating again. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Remember, she was having an affair with his friends, so that could be what he was meaning to that. So he, she was having an affair with both friends, so that could be the kind of she's up to something kind of vibe. It, might not be that she was plotting a murder, but she may have been. Let's move on from that. So they gave official statements to the police. So Muir and Jason gave official statements to the police. And in spring 1995, Nabal was informed that the police were planning on arresting her. And she's actually charged and goes to court in June 1995. Now, she was represented by Donald Finley QC. Sam, 
do you know who Donald Finley QC is at all? Does that ring a bell at all? Surprisingly, no, it doesn't. However, the name, it really does. So, yeah, just tell me. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, Donald Finley QC is one of the highest paid lawyers in Scotland. He's a weirdish looking guy, no offence, and he always has a pipe in his mouth. Like, he's one of those, I'll put a picture on the Instagram and you'll see him and be like, right, okay. So he's a Scottish advocate and he's also held, posi- held positions as the vice chairman of Rangers Football Club and he's twice been the rector of the University of St Andrews and he's now the chairman of Cowdenbeath Football Club. But anyway, what he's most famous for here is he has represented a lot of notorious criminals. So he represented Peter Tobin and Luke Mitchell. So he That's was... where I got the name from. Yeah. Thank so, you. So if you're sitting there, definitely not you, Samantha, I'm thinking pure... Peter who? Luke Mitchell who? Do not fret. Samantha and I have covered both these cases in previous Crime Pod episodes. So we've done Peter Tobin and the Luke Mitchell case would be um, called the Jodie Jones episode. So they are way back old. But go and have a listen to them if you've got no idea who we're talking about. But if you've made it this far and still don't know who they are, I'm surprised. Samantha probably has. But anyway, so Nabal's case begins and she wore an all black suit to court. Now, she took the stand and admitted some truth in these allegations, such as the affair. She said that she'd last had sex with Jason four days prior to the murder of Stuart. This doesn't make her guilty, but she wanted to admit that. Now, Nawal was about to take the stand for the second day. However, the Crown Prosecution dropped all charges. To this day, nobody knows why. There is no reason why it's never been announced to the public. I, well, I'm just going to say that it's uh, to do with Qatar, but that might just be me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm genuinely stumped by it, though. I don't know if they've basically started this and they've realised there's no evidence and they're going to look like they're basically bringing in an innocent widow and just harassing her or whatever. So, yeah, I was really quite like, oh, I wonder why they dropped it, but... But then, again, I'm just plugging in all our old episodes here. Due to Double Jeopardy, and if you go way back, nearly three years back, to our first ever episode, The World's End Murders, we talk about that quite a lot, she can't be tried again. and cannot be tried for the same crime again because there's no evidence brought to light or anything. So this really upset Stuart's family, as you can imagine. But they hoped they could move on and basically she would go away and Nawal would just kind of carry on with her own life they would carry on mourning Stuart and they wouldn't have to kind of cross paths again now Stuart's mum Doris actually had to save up for Stuart's headstone herself because Nawal didn't pay it out of the life insurance so I'm just kind of giving you that before we start going on to the next part of the story so Nawal becomes a bit of an infamous celeb almost. She always get, she obviously gets thousands from the life insurance and she inherits all his money. She sold the house for 100000 and got 10000 from the criminal injuries board as well. So she's now got a lot, a lot of money. Bear in mind, this was in the 90s. Now, she's absolutely loaded. So she first goes and gets a boob job for £6,000. Now, she splashes the money on expensive clothes. She also got liposuction and goes on regular holidays to Ibiza. Now, in Ibiza, she apparently quoted that she slept with over 100 men and one woman. So she's showing no signs of grief when doing this and actually becomes nicknamed the Black Widow. She unfortunately lost a lot of friends due to this, as people would regularly go to the papers and the press and begin selling stories on her and kind of admitting what she's done. Um, 
she then became a lap dancer in Tenerife, so she actually moved over there, and she worked in a club, Aquario, under the name Naomi. Men, men are trash, but men would make it a quest to try and sleep with the Black Widow, which I think is more a thing about them than it is with her. Ugh. I know. So men swap stories about her and used to actually saw like they tried to sort out where she was working. So they could be like, oh, she's working here, let's go here, etc. Blah, 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 blah. From this, she then becomes an adult model and would be in adult magazines. Was this because of her career or was this because of the Black Widow name? As Playboy actually featured a Black Widow special about her story. So is it because she's actually really good and she's a beautiful model and she's doing this? Or is it all because of this infamous name she's unfortunately got for herself? So she moved on to the porn industry and actually began selling videos of herself for roughly £100 a video, which in the 90s, fair enough, um, they were like kind of Benny Hill film styles, though. Some were filmed in like St Andrews, like St Andrews kind of golf course, etc. And it was like kind of black and white slapstick kind of vibe almost. She undergoes two more boob jobs and actually eventually had the biggest boobs in Scotland. Um, she also got a tattoo on her soldier off a black widow spider. And she told people it was for a laugh, which is the one part I'm like, okay, that's not great. Because if you're kind of being nicknamed as a black widow because you murdered your husband, I wouldn't get a tattoo of it, but maybe that's just me. But yeah, probably get a tattoo off the spider. But anyway, that's fine. Um, she was lonely, however, and in 1997, she actually told a friend and was reported that she was broke, fed up of being on her own, and she actually wanted someone, a partner, to share her kind of life with. She told her friends that there was more to life than one. Yeah, and then get killed again. Like, no. <laughs> That's not confirmed. She's not being tried and found guilty of anything. She told her oh, friends... Yeah, sorry, sorry. She told her friends there was more to life than one night stands and she was beginning a life of celibacy. On a serious route, she actually gave an interview and admitted her marriage was not a happy one. Stuart had numerous affairs and claimed to have been violent to her by kicking her and punching her. He assaulted her while she was pregnant as he did not want a baby, so he began throwing things at her, etc. Now, obviously Nawal admitted that she struggled when he died and found it difficult to grieve due to people blaming her for being the killer. So I get that as well. Like, do you know what? It must be really difficult all of a sudden becoming widowed in the next minute being blamed for the reason that your husband has died. So I can imagine she's probably got a lot going on. Now, there's someone in this story that I've not mentioned in a while. Samantha, can you guess? Are you keeping along? Who have I not mentioned in a while? The friends. No. Or the mum. The mum. No. Stuart. Oh, the child. Thank you. Yes, Damien the son. So Nawal unfortunately lost custody of him and her mum Hazel became um, Damien's legal guardian. Now Nawal worried that Damien would grow up to hate her due to all the kind of media comments and all the kind of things about her killing his dad basically. But he was happy and he had a good upbringing with his grandmother but her relationship with him was basically non-existent as Nawal's mother didn't approve of her lifestyle and once she saw it in a nude photo she didn't basically accept her and banned her from seeing Damien. Nawal openly said that she thought of suicide but Damien and proving her innocent makes her not. She's also stated that the reason behind her operations, boobs, jobs, etc., um, is making like made her feel better. And she felt like she actually became one of the most most hated women in Scotland. But that is the end of the story there. However, I'm going to give you a recap on where they all are now. 
So Nawal. So Nawal was last known to be working in the Fantasy Palace when she moved back to the UK. Um, we're not sure if she's still there, but she actually had been there for over 20 odd years. And do you know what? If she's happy and that's what she's enjoying doing, like my opinion is leave her be. She's kept herself and been quoted by other dancers to just getting on with her own life and kind of keeping her head down. She's also moved on relationship-wise. Um, she met a tattoo artist, Snoopy Rayner, at a photo shoot. Basically, this sex shop had got in touch with her to like model outfits and they met there at this shoot. Snoopy was there with his long-term girlfriend. However, they were both attracted to each other. So Snoopy ended it with his long-term girlfriend, Sarah, who was, of course, devastated, and he moved Nawal into the house. They became a couple. And she became more of like a housewife, which was a bit different. And again, like Stuart, they really loved each other. Um, they got engaged and planned to get married. However, unfortunately, after six years, they split. Snoopy disclosed that they sat and had an in-depth conversation about Stuart's death. And after this conversation, he ended the relationship, but has never, never told what he's learned. He just basically said after learning what he learned, he couldn't marry her. And he ended the relationship but he's never admitted what he learned. So that's a food for thought for you all there. Um, people still see her as a bit of a weird celeb, like there's signed photos, clothing for sale online, and men still frequently talk about her on message boards and talk about their conquest to sleep with the Black Widow. Bitch. Jason Simpson. So he began a relationship with Tony Latima, which is a member of his legal team. Now, they got married while he was in prison, so he now has a new wife, and he appealed years later and managed to get three years off his sentence. He got the three years, and he is now out living a normal life with his new wife. Muir Midler also got three years off his sentence um, because, obviously, Jason got it, so it was only fair. However, there is nothing to report. He is kind of living life quietly. Stuart's family are obviously devastated they got out earlier and his family felt they were not considered with a lot of things such as all the life insurance going to Nawal and them getting out early. Damien will be in his 30s now and I don't know if he has a relationship with Nawal or if he's decided not to pursue that. I generally don't know but that is where he is at. Now to kind of sum up it's really easy to judge. People grieve very differently however should she have stayed away from the public eye? Like yeah, I don't know. But the main question is, do we think Nawal was the mastermind behind this crime? I kind of like sway between this because I'm like, at one point, I'm like, do you know, if that's kind of life she wanted to pursue, crack on. But then I'm also like, why are we judging a woman from how she's choosing to live her life? If she wants to go across to Tenerife and work in lap dance bars, let her live. It's no one's kind of business. I kind of go back to that as well, being like, well, Samantha, as we just joked, if you came to me and we're like could you do me a favor and murder my husband I'd be like no uh, there you go so again I'm like as much as she's the mastermind why would you do it why would you stab your childhood friend because he's the wife's asked you to I just I, I hate that I hate that stuff where it's like oh no I was asked but yes that is me so I don't know Samantha what are your thoughts it was a roller coaster to begin with and I do take back anything I said that was insulting so apologies in advance for that um yeah, I'm actually I don't know anymore. Like you said, yeah, if if I asked someone or asked you to murder someone, you have every right to say no. So why did they do it? I think there was maybe something deeper in there because if it's your two childhood friends, why are you going to just kill them because his wife tells you to? Like it and then to play no devil's sense. advocate Samantha. What's the other motive? Exactly. 
nothing has ever know. came out. Well, yeah, this is honestly one of those cases that I've been like thinking about constantly. Why did they then do it? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, everybody acts with grief differently. Um, so there's nothing really like, yeah, she can go do what she wants. That's not a problem. But like, it's weird that it just got dropped. The yeah. case wouldn't just be dropped even if there was no evidence because she'd be told there's no evidence to go further. But how did it even make it a trial then? Exactly. And that's where I, I'm like, well, well, there's some higher ups here. But again, who knows? We will never know. Only she will know, the two guys will know, and obviously maybe the possible ex-husband. I know, and that's what I want to know as well. What did she tell him? Yeah, like, or he could just be eating into it and being like, look, I'm going to try and get some lim- limelight here, some money. I've broke up with her, actually, mm. for just normal reasons. But I'm going to say it's because, oh, it could be this. And then gets us all thinking. And you're like, oh, clickbait, I'm going to click on that. That's so, me, click, click, clicking. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what to think anymore. I just don't know. Yeah, that is a very fair point, to be fair, because I'm like, right, okay, if she tells you something and you think, mm, that's giving murder vibes, would you not go to the police? Mm-hmm. Like, if you're then like, actually, what you've just told me about your ex-husband's murder, I can't be with you, would you not then go to the police? Like, I feel like, surely, if you're a decent person, you would then be like, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to t- tell the police about it, but then... I don't know. Um, if anyone else knows, we'd love to hear because I'm confused. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, though, we always have to remember someone's life was lost. Someone was murdered. Mm-hmm. So let's not forget about that. 